0: Welcome to Lombardi's Legends, and we are part of the Piggin Podcast Network and Amaze Media Labs. Thank you so much for joining us here on a Thursday evening, uh, live on Facebook, powered by StreamYard. And um, for those of you that have never joined us before or are new to the show, I am Wags, and with me is my co-host, Dane. So thank you fo- so much for joining us, whether live or if you're listening to the recording later.
1: Wags football season right around the corner. We've already got our first preseason football game in. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm really encouraged already by what I've seen a lot of competition in Packers training camp. And um, anybody who had any doubts about Aaron Rodgers after some of the stuff going on in the offseason, let's remove those doubts Uh, So far, he looks just like MVP Aaron Rodgers through the first few weeks of training camp.
0: For sure. So I think tonight we'll go through a a couple of items with some news and notes uh, just to catch all of you up to date on what's been happening in camp this week. Maybe a few thoughts here on the Texans game, uh, what stood out from last week, and then kind of just looking ahead here. Uh, last week, we talked about the offensive position group battles. So tonight, we're going to look at the defensive position groups and some of the key battles and what we're going to be looking for uh, here in game two on Saturday night. So, Dane, why don't we start off, though? Um, we had uh, some roster moves this week, had to trim down the roster to 85. Um, so a couple of changes there. Uh, but why don't you bring everyone up to speed uh, on what where where we're at? And uh, kind of looking ahead, uh, what the uh, schedule looks like as far as cutdowns uh, headed into the next couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, wag So unfortunately, we saw a few cuts having to happen. So the, the rules this year, cut down five guys. And um, just off the bat, um, I wasn't totally surprised see Ryan Winslow, Packer punter, uh, was, was – um, um, you know, made available. He's actually claimed by Arizona Cardinals shortly thereafter. So it looks like the Cardinals are looking for some punter help. Deetson, former Wisconsin Badger offensive lineman, another guy that a lot of fans knew about. He's a Wisconsin product, no longer with the team. Uh, and then a couple friends of our podcast uh, that were injured in the first preseason game, no longer in Green Bay, Isaac Nada. Well, still in Green Bay, but unfortunately on the injured reserve list, meaning they cannot play for the Packers at all this season. Um, Isaac Nada, Packers tight end, Wag, somebody that I was really hopeful uh, to, that could make the roster. I thought he was having a really nice training camp. It's an important position for the Packers. So that one is pretty heartbreaking. Sounds like he has a chest injury. Uh, and Then DeAndre Tompkins, wide receiver. Uh, Big 10 fans, Wisconsin Badger fans may remember him from his time with Penn State Nittany Lions. A really good return guy. I thought he had an opportunity to maybe stick on the practice squad. Uh, he showed some on special teams was able to down the ball during family night and you know just overall I thought it was going to be hard for him to make the the roster out of camp at the the wide receiver spot just because it's stacked as we've talked about at length but he seemed like a practice squad guy he seemed like somebody that could have uh, pitched in on special teams so really hard to see those guys go and then Stanford Samuels who was on the uh, on the roster both um the practice squad and active roster throughout the season last year cornerback uh was cut and now that one's a little different because um with Jordan Love the uncertainty around if he's going to be able to play on Saturday night I think the Packers needed to go out and sign another wider or excuse me another quarterback uh so we went ahead and did that uh, as well. And um, so that, that's some of the shuffling. And then I think that Josh Jackson being traded wags, and that's something I want to get some insight from you on uh, the Packers did a straight up swap and Josh Jackson, no longer in green Bay, former second round pick now in New York. What's your first impression of Josh Jackson being traded away from green Bay?
0: Not surprising. I mean, just, had yeah, you didn't have to watch much of the game, last saturday to uh realize that he was being targeted and and that's never good in a preseason game when you're going against the backups of the opposition and uh, unfortunately i don't know i mean josh was given plenty of opportunities um and uh, had a promising rookie season and unfortunately i just maybe this wasn't the best fit for him uh certainly very popular in in the locker room and with the coaching staff hard worker um, uh, just, uh, didn't work out for him in his time in Green Bay. Wish him well with the Giants and hopefully he's able to, uh, kind of, uh, make a run at a roster spot there and, and maybe, uh, get, get some more opportunities there, uh, to get his Packer T, uh, I'm sorry, his post Packer career going. So, um, so we wish him well. And then certainly, uh, we're bringing in, like you said, position for position. You don't see that very often, no. but Isaac Yedam, he's a guy that also has probably underperformed a little bit in his career. Third round pick in 2018, same draft as Josh Jackson came out. Uh, So you get the impression that he's a guy that is by no means a lock to make the Packers roster, but perhaps just a change of scenery for both these guys gives them an opportunity to compete here for this last few weeks of the preseason and perhaps latch on. So um, I'll, I'll be interested to see what he's able to do. Obviously, he didn't have a lot of time. Time to come in but he's got some familiarity uh, with this defensive system uh, with his time in Denver uh, it's a similar defensive system that uh, Denver ran under uh, Vic Fangio so uh, I think he should be able to come up to speed pretty quickly and with this cornerback group we'll get into it a little bit more later they're going to have some opportunities um, I think to to uh, make make a run at the roster uh, because aside from the top couple of guys um, I think there's, there's some opportunities not only to make the roster in this group, but uh, perhaps to even get some time out on the field.
1: Wags. I don't want to look back too much on the preseason game last week. However, um, Jordan love, what were your first impressions? We talked a little bit about Jordan at halftime of the, uh, of the first game on our Insta live, but for our podcast listeners, what were your impressions of Jordan Love? It's our first look as Packer fans at, um, at, you know, potentially the future of the franchise. So I thought he acquitted himself pretty well. Uh, I think for me, it was
0: more how he handled himself, uh, and how the operation was run. So we got up to the line of scrimmage. We didn't have any Delays. He was able to command the huddle. That might seem like a very basic thing, but for his first time out there in NFL action, I almost expected that that could be an issue a couple of times. Uh, no, uh, you know, very clean uh, in the pocket for the most part. Uh, you could say maybe on the, the strip fumble, he's got to have a little bit of awareness with that seven step drop uh, to be able to step up and keep those moving forward after that initial drop. Um, you know, certainly, uh, that's something that I think he'll learn from as well. Not saying it was his fault necessarily that those plays can happen, but, um, uh, I, for the most part threw the ball fairly accurately, wasn't, you know, perfect by any means, but I, you know, I think had some nice zip on the ball. Um, clearly he was a little bit jacked up on a couple of those throws. Um, and, and, you know, to be honest with you, I, he, although he only had one, led one scoring drive, I, the, the possessions that they didn't end up moving down the field and getting points, they were fine. I, I don't think there was anything glaring that he was misfiring or was inaccurate or uh, wasn't on the same page with guys. So, um, you know, for a first time out there. I think I don't think we could have expected a whole lot more than that, and I thought he he did pretty well. Um, Dane, what were some other guys that you felt stood out from from the game against the Texans as well?
1: Wags, Kylan Hill. I thought Kylan Hill uh, lent himself well to the Packers offense. Uh, of course, this is our, our late round pick running back number thirty two, and so impressed by him. Now, not a lot of running lanes. On Saturday night for the Packers across the board, something that the coaching staff clearly is trying to address right now. By There's a lot of musical chairs going on at the guard spot as the Packers are trying to find their best five ahead of uh, the first actual game. However, I thought that Hill um, looked very natural out of the backfield. I love that when he had the ball in his hands on that screen, he looked like he knew what he was doing, and he looked like he'd been doing it at Lambeau for a long time. Uh, I could see that translating to Sundays. Uh, already since the preseason game, uh, he Aaron Jones, they've been kind of keeping him out a little bit, which is no surprise after a, a new contract. Kylan Hill's been running with the ones uh, at times. The Packer coaching staffs c- clearly love him. Uh, I think he is really a carving out of uh, potential for him to – not only earn a uh, roster spot as the third running back, but also as potentially the kick returner for the Packers as well. Um, a, a, an important position, something that there's been a lot of turmoil and upheaval at that kick return spot over the last few seasons. So if he could solidify that role, in addition to being a, a spot player on the offense early in his career, he may have a bright future here in Green Bay. Uh, I, I know it's one preseason game. I get it, but uh, everything coming out of camp has been glowing. And to see him with our own eyes wags, um, I was just impressed. He looks so fluid and natural out there, excited about what Kylan Hill can do.
0: Yeah. And for those of you on the live stream, uh, share your thoughts, questions, feedback, um, Rick Packer, we appreciate you uh, always being a loyal follower, go pack, go. Um, and then certainly Melanie here, she says, I thought Jordan love did good too. So, um, I think that's been kind of the consensus with Packer nation. Uh, Robert Smith kind of agrees with you who should he drop his, uh, on his fantasy team for Kylin Hill. I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but anyway, uh, You know, he's going to get some opportunities, uh, certainly. So, folks, thanks so much for popping on here. So if you have more comments, feedback, or questions for us, uh, we'll try to disperse those in here throughout the show. Dane, I think on the defensive side of the ball, (laughs) we said it post uh, on our our Insta Live at halftime, but how about Oren Burks? Um, You know, uh, that is a welcome sight because we need some competition at that inside linebacker position certainly chris barnes uh and Devonda campbell appear to have uh the leg up to uh have those starting uh positions locked down at this point but boy the way that uh oren burks came in and was just you know making impact plays uh, i get us a preseason game but uh mm-hmm. that's got to be welcome
1: sight to see Weggs, didn't he look just shot out of a cannon? a lot of these plays I, he looked so fast he looked comfortable in what the Packers were doing and I think every other season special teams aside because he's a very very strong core special teams player for the Packers he looks fast on special teams but on the defensive side of the ball in coach Petten's defense he never seemed to be entirely comfortable and last season they moved him to outside linebacker they moved him back inside they're trying to figure that out um Pretty clear that this go around inside linebacker in this role seems to be something that he could be comfortable in doing. He just looked fast. He looked aggressive, even on uh, the the penalty uh, that was thrown uh the roughing the passer on Oren Burks. I'll take that every day, Wags. He was aggressive. He was running downhill. Um, it'd been a couple years probably since he hit a quarterback, and I think it was really nice for him to to get out there. And I think the coaching staff had to have been very pleased. Um, with him, and all of a sudden, um, you know all the prognosticators that talk about roster cut down and, and you know how many inside linebackers can the packers carry, they're carrying at least four uh, as far as I can tell now, between Oren Burks and Ty Summers in addition to Campbell and, and Chris Barnes. So I think Oren Burks asserted himself, uh, that he can show that he can play fast in coach Barry's defense. So I, it's so promising to see that. And I know it's been four years, he's going into his fourth season, but some guys, it just takes a little while longer. Now he needs to stay consistent. He needs to do it again this week and he needs to do it again the following week. So one game that's great, but let's find some consistency from Oren. He's a hard worker. If he can show consistency, he's going to stick on this roster.
0: And one other guy that I thought really just popped off the screen, Vernon Scott. Dane, I'm going to pose something out you, and I'm going to go out on a limb. Darnell Savage, early in camp, by all accounts, was pushing Coach Barry to get some opportunities at the star position. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's uh, Chandon uh, Sullivan, and he's going to be out on the field a ton either way. But I'm just going to say that it would not shock me if. If darnell Savage does get an opportunity to uh play that star role, Vernon Scott might be out there as a starting safety uh, next to adrian Amos uh mm-hmm. the way so he may have helped himself more than anyone out there as 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 much as that might be a surprise to folks um he looked at the part, he looked like the real deal. And uh, I think it's going to be really interesting. We've got some, some other really talented, that's that safety group that might at this point be the deepest position group on this defense right now. And, uh, you know, certainly we've got some other young guys that are chomping at the bit and really pushing as well. Uh, So, it's, it, you know, traditionally you think two safeties, uh you know, depending on if you're in a, a nickel or a dime type package mm-hmm. and how many uh, a defensive backs you're going to have out there, but we might have three or four guys that are quote unquote safeties out on the field. Um, and maybe it's only two or three cornerbacks uh, instead of the other way around where a lot of times you'll have four cornerbacks and two safeties. So um they're going to get the best group or quadra of uh, DBs out there. And uh, right now it looks like this. It's, it might be coming from the safety group when you look at uh, just a pure numbers uh, game. So uh, that's going to be really fascinating for me to watch here the
1: rest of preseason and moving forward as well. Wags, I know it's early, um, but how important was it for Will Redmond to get back on the field? Uh, he's been injured and coming back, and you and I both have said a lot of nice things about Will Redmond over the the years. He's a good story. He's somebody that you know was an early round draft pick, um, dealt with a ACL injury in San Francisco. He's come to Green Bay now and has played um, really good special teams football. Um, at times, very very good defensive football as well, um, but. You, you mentioned Vernon Scott, but let's also talk about Henry Black and Innis Gaines, two other guys that have played really strong football so far in camp. Um, one of the Packer beat writers today uh, you know, reported Innis Gaines had another huge breakup, and then they followed it up with, he does that practice, um, that's encouraging, right? So you've got these young guys coming in, a position where uh, going into the preseason wags, a lot of people talk about, yeah, you've got Amos, and you've got Savage, but what else you got? All of a sudden, um, through the first couple weeks here, uh, some of the national media is starting to get the attention that I think you and I both had seen, which we have a lot of young talent, uh, just guys that don't have a lot of experience at safety. So again, how important is it that Will Redmond's back? Because he might be fighting for his job right now.
0: Possibly. Uh, and Goody said this week that, you know, there's no guarantees. You know, Part of the process of this evaluation is availability. And unfortunately for Will, like he's a guy that he was basically the, that third safety, I think the last couple of seasons, but availability at times has been a challenge for him. Now, I know that injuries are part of the game, but I, you know, that's that's tough. And it's nothing that he's doing wrong, but when you've got guys like Henry Black and Vernon Scott and Ennis Games um that are stepping up and doing it in practice and doing it in games and oh by the way, doing it on special teams as well, um it's it's certainly going to put you under a little bit more of a microscope. And Will Edmonds, not the only one that falls into that category. Uh, there's, uh, uh, battles all over, uh, this team right now where availability could definitely make an impact. Um, you know, you look at that, you mentioned offensive guard. Uh, th- that's. Not necessarily a complete availability thing right now, but uh, what's fascinating to me about that position, just to hop over to that, with Rice Newman getting opportunity to start at right guard this week, is you look at John Runyon Jr. started at left guard, and then he moved to center, uh, in in the game on Saturday, and what that tells me is they're giving John Runyon a long look as that primary interior lineman or interior swing guy. I would be pretty surprised if Lucas Patrick is not on this team. However. I don't know if I'm Lucas Patrick, I'm feeling a hundred percent secure in my position right now, because, you know, we've, we've got, you know, a number of choices to make. And certainly we expect Bakhtiari to come back and then, you know, um uh, Elton Jenkins will move back inside. So, you know, there's, there's flexibility, there's moves being made all over the place here. And, and believe me, there's going to be some surprises uh, when we get to August 31st. So next Wednesday, the 24th is the next cut down, down to 80. Uh, and then the week after that, we've got to go all the way down to 53. So uh, this week is going to be, I think, probably the the last opportunity uh, for, for some of these guys to to really show what they can do. Um, And uh, I think, you know, you speaking of, of of Lucas Patrick, you mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Uh, if Devin Funchess shows big time in the preseason, he might be at a trade trip uh, to pick up a late round pick. That could still be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at a guy like Malik Taylor. I know Funchess got a lot of love deservedly so uh, for his performance on Saturday, Malik Taylor was right there. Uh, he had five catches and made some key catches and was on the roster, special teamer, good blocker from the wide receiver position. So I don't know that Funchus did anything to separate himself uh, and lock anything in here. He, he showed that he belongs on an NFL roster somewhere. Uh, but uh, perhaps Lucas Patrick is another guy. Again, I'd be surprised if this happens. But depending on kind of how these battles shape up, perhaps the Packers flip him and, and and see if they can pick up an extra pick for him as well.
1: Yeah, it's 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 so exciting, Wags, because I think good teams, um, these are the types of competitions you're talking about, right? I think on teams that are average or or that are maybe below average, you're talking about who's going to start at running back. You're talking about who's your starter at wide receiver. You're talking about, you know, two, three, who's your left tackle? this season. These are not the conversations we're having with this Packers team. And I think it underscores, um, the talent level, uh, position by position here. Um, Wags, David Bakhtiari, uh, definitely trying to work through it. I, I, my prediction right now is that he is going to be on the, um, physically unable to perform list to start the season. I have no inside information. Just my gut feeling tells me that, um, Kelly, who we had just, uh, signed from the Titans has had a bit of an up and down camp so far left practice today. Uh, the, the second practice, the, the Packers had joint practice with the jets. Um, how important is it for, you know, the Royce Newman's of the world? Um, you know, Runyon maybe not so much, but even Van Lan and some of these other guys to show that flexibility um, because, you know, there's only so many roster spots to go around and somebody's got to play tackle right now. I'm guessing it's going to be Elton Jenkins and it's going to be Billy Turner uh, for the time being. That's my guess until Bakhtiari's back. But um, to your point, flexibility is going to be key to earn this roster spot, right? You can't just play one spot, most likely, and earn a roster spot unless you're named David Bakhtiari especially if you're one of those interior guys, uh, you've
0: got to be able to move around. And uh, the the good news is the Packers have multiple interior offensive linemen that can move out and play tackle in a pinch. Is that ideal? No, but look at, I mean, Elton Jenkins, we already know the dude could be an all pro left tackle. Uh You know, if we didn't have David Bakhtiari. So, you know, and then certainly Billy Turner fits that mold too. He can play both at the guard and tackle position. Um, so I think we've got pretty good built-in flexibility. Bryce um, Newman seems to be someone else that could fit that mold. Uh, he, by all accounts, could basically play. Um, you know, any position except center uh, on the offensive line. So, um, you know, these are all guys we expect to make the roster. Lucas Patrick, who I mentioned, still expect to be on this roster. You're not going to move him out to tackle, but he can play any of the interior offensive line positions. So, um, I, it, it, it's it, the good news is I think we've got plenty of flexibility where. You know, it, it may come down to a Cole Van a uh, Yash Nijman. Um, and by the way, uh, even though Yash did give up that strip sack, I thought he played really solid yeah. out there, uh, for, for most of the game on Saturday. Um, uh, so those aren't the guys that maybe ha- are going to move around as much, but you can afford to, to keep one or two of those guys as backups to the backups, if you will. Um, so it's, it's, it'll be interesting to your point what a a guy like Dennis Kelly ends up uh, being on this roster or not. They're giving him a long look, clearly has a lot of experience in this league. Uh, So, uh, you know, but it's going to be a continual process of evaluation and uh, they're going to have to make some decisions. Uh, The good news is, is despite some difficulty with the run game on Saturday, I think, um, uh, that was the first opportunity for a lot of these guys up front. And uh, so I think that that will continue to progress. And let's be honest, uh, we didn't have most of our starters up there. Um, I think uh, Runyon and Myers definitely project to be starting at least to start the season. But other than that, um, no one else that was out there on that offensive line on Saturday, uh, would we expect to see in a starting role? So, um, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I know that it's not always the sexiest thing, uh, to be watching those big guys up front, but, um, you know, I think they're going to give them plenty of run, especially with Jordan Love unlikely to play. Uh, based on what we saw last week, it would make sense, wouldn't it, Dane, that this will be, one of those games where they're not going to care what the score is. They never do. Let's see what we can get out of the running game. Uh, really evaluate these running backs, really evaluate these offensive linemen, uh, and then that, that'll give them an opportunity uh, to make the best decision they can.
1: Wags, Jordan Love, um, unlikely to play uh, this Saturday preseason game according to coach LaFleur um obviously disappointing for his development because we need every snap that we can get uh right now just for his development sake but curious how big of an impact does this have on evaluation of the other guys on the roster in wide receivers uh I, I think in tight ends really uh guys that are pass catchers predominantly um you know, no offense to Kurt Bankert. uh He can get a lot of run. He's going to try to earn a spot, at least on the practice squad, on this game alone because he's going to take a ton of snaps. Um, But, you know, what does this say? Because Jordan Love showed that he can spray the ball around the field kind of at ease, really. He showed me that in the first preseason game. Um, Does this impact the Packers' evaluation of the wideouts? It could.
0: Uh, We'll see. I mean, this is we've been saying it for a couple of weeks now. This wide receiver group, this is going to be – a, you know, if they just keep six guys, we've got five, six guys that are battling for that spot. Um, it's going to be interesting, I think, with a guy like ben Kurt, he might have a little bit more rapport with those deeper wide receiver roster guys that are a little bit even lower on the depth chart. So does a guy like Reggie Bagleton maybe benefit uh, based on, you know, some chemistry rapport that he might have because they're getting more reps together uh, early in camp uh, out there on Saturday. We shall see. I would not be surprised if that might be the case. Um, so yeah, Dane, it's going to be really fascinating, but either way, they're going to want to get a good evaluation on these receivers. Unfortunately, it could also have a negative impact on one or two of these guys. And, and that's, that's not ideal. Uh, but listen, you never know. What if, uh, Kurt Benkert goes Taysom Hill on us and all of a sudden, not only are we not able to get him on the 53, someone else snatches him up and we don't even get to keep him on the practice squad. So for his sake, that would be really cool. But Mm -hmm. I'd kind of like to keep him around. So selfishly, maybe the Packers get pretty conservative in the passing game if they really like what they see in Kurt Benkert. (laughs) Um, And uh, that gives them an opportunity to, to, again, really evaluate the guys up front and those running backs as well.
1: So looking ahead um, to the Jets, we're recording on Thursday for those that'll be listening to the podcast ahead of the Saturday game. A little bit of scuffles in the joint practices. There always is. Now, Wags, if you would have uh, given me 50 to 1 odds, I wouldn't have said that Randall Cobb was the guy in the middle (laughs) of a scrum today. But here we are. Um, I kind of really like to see, see that a little bit you want to see some fight but I, I was a little surprised by the fight of the old guy and randy cobb and and Devonte adams came chasing in afterwards as well um is that just business as usual do you think or is there any more to read into that
0: nothing to see there uh, that's just competition i think uh you know these guys just want to set the tone and, and make sure that they're the alphas out there on the field and certainly the packers super bowl aspirations they're not going to take you know any chippiness or anything that's coming from the uh, two and 14 jets, uh, the upstarts out there trying to make a name for themselves. So (laughs) I think Randy as a wily veteran just said, okay, we're going to lock this down right now. This this isn't going to go any further. So uh, yeah, I don't think there's much to see there. Um, Dane. Certainly, one of the things, and i we 're not a jets podcast, but uh, unfortunately for jets fans, uh, Carl Lawson yeah. uh, looks like he had a pretty major injury in practice, so that 's the other thing that I think we always get nervous about with these joint practices so. Thankfully, from the Packers' side, it doesn't look like uh, we had any uh, significant injuries uh, coming out of the joint practices, but that'll be part of the process Saturday, too. Uh, aside from from Nauta and uh, Tompkins, who you mentioned at the top, doesn't, it doesn't appear that the Packers had uh, much for any significant injuries coming out of last Saturday. So hopefully, uh, they have some good fortune on that uh, this week as
1: well. Yeah. So looking ahead, then. Um, what positions are there? Any particular guys, even that you are going to be keeping a close eye on uh, with the second preseason game? Yeah, I, well, let's start with the inside linebacker group. I, yeah. I mean, I
0: think we talked a little bit about Oren Burks, and um, I agree with you. Four seems to be the number. Ty Summers seems like he'd be the other guy, but then you know we've got a bunch of other young guys grouped together. Kamal Martin. I don't want to say he's been a disappointment, but his name hasn't been called. He got moved briefly to outside linebacker. He's still listed third string on the depth chart as an inside linebacker. Um, so, you know, it's desperation time perhaps for Kamal Martin. And then, of course, we've got John Harris, uh, Isaiah McDuffie, who we, we drafted this year, um, all battling for a spot as well. So if we only keep four guys, um, you know, at least one of those is going to have to go. And, and I'd be, pretty surprised based on you know the role that ty summers and Oren burks have on special teams if both of those guys aren't on this roster particularly yeah. given what we saw on the defensive side from both of them as well Oren popped and i thought ty was really solid out there uh, last saturday so um you know i think it's those young guys are going to get a lot of run and um you know, they made some mistakes, uh, quite frankly, uh, filling some holes uh, on Saturday. So they're going to have to clean that up and clean it up in a hurry if they're going to have any opportunity uh, to uh, improve their evaluation in the eyes of the Packers coaching staff in front office.
1: That's that's a really good point. And, uh, you know, Wags, you look at the inside linebackers, and uh, I'm going to be looking up front at the defensive line. Um, you know, I, I think that's, that's something that, It's unfortunately hasn't been a unique scene over the last couple of years is um, we get pushed around a little bit, uh, particularly as the game wears on. I think that part of the reason for that is Kenny Clark is all all world, but sometimes he's not getting a lot of help down there in the trenches. And um, I I really want to see. Um, what our defensive line is going to be able to do, what they're going to be capable of uh, down there. I think the Packers are going to give a lot of different looks this week. They're going to be looking at a lot of different guys. Um, one guy that I thought really stuck out last week is Jack Heflin, uh, the the undrafted rookie there from uh, Iowa. He looked pretty active, I thought, Wags. Um, he, he looked active enough that, uh, if he continues to to show the way that he did, he might be making some of the other veterans on that defensive line a little bit nervous uh, with his play. I really thought that he was um, strong at the point of attack. ground. he was able to, was able to um, you know, just kind of um, get some push as well uh, early and often along that defensive line. I'm not sure if Kingsley Kiki's going to suit up this week. He's somebody that. Ha- hasn't really practiced too much, but it looks like he's back at it now. Um, so I'm going to be keeping an eye on him and hopefully he he gets going as well. Another guy that I like quite a bit is Willington Prevlon. He's a guy that we drafted late last season. Uh, I think he was a seventh round pick for us. Uh, from Rutgers and Prevalon this week in practice has, it sounds like he's been making some impact plays on special teams as well. And again, we've talked about it. Some of these guys that are trying to earn a spot, maybe, you know, roster spot 45 to 53 or so are guys that are going to have to show up on special teams. If Prevalon can continue to do that, he might be able to earn a spot on the back end. Uh, But the guy I'm probably paying attention to as much as anybody along the defensive line is a veteran that, you know, close Packer fans are paying attention to that's um, Tyler Lancaster. I want to, I want to see Tyler Lancaster take another step because I think that right now uh, his roster spot potentially is in jeopardy. He's a guy that the Packers allowed to uh, attest the free agent market, Ended up coming back on, on a low-risk, low-cost deal for the Green Bay Packers. Um, I think the Packers want to see competition at that spot. I don't think that status quo is something that they're looking for there. They drafted TJ Slayton in the fifth round, who I think looked incredible. Uh, this last week, I think he's a guy who's just uh, an immovable object along the defensive line. Somebody that we've really been missing and sorely missed the last couple of years in playoff games. Um, so I'm glad that he's here, but I want to see more out of Tyler Lancaster. He, 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 um, you know, full disclosure, Packer fans, big fan of of Ty Lancaster's, um, but. We need to see more if he's going to make this roster this year, because the Packers have brought in enough young talent that they're going to be pushing him, and and I'm hopeful that he's up for the challenge. But I think it's going to be, um, you know, it's anybody's game right now. I really do think it's a toss up. Uh, I think that Clark and Dean Lowry and Slayton are all guys, and Kiki are probably all pretty close to locks on this roster right now. But if they keep five, six guys. We're going to see a lot of battling at the bottom of the roster there on the defensive line to see who can stick. Yeah,
0: and I think Lancaster was a guy that I believe only got 10 10 snaps last week. Yeah. And that might have been by design. I think the coaching staff kind of knows what they can get out of Tyler Lancaster. So I don't know if it's necessarily a negative or a positive, the fact that he only got 10 snaps. Uh, In some cases, you think, okay, well, they've got the spot. They just want to give them a few snaps and keep them healthy. Uh, like a guy like AJ Dillon uh, or Shannon Sullivan. Uh, but in Tyler Lancaster's case, I'm not so sure. I think you're right. I think they wanted to get a, a much longer evaluation than some of those other guys. TJ Slayton was out there, 46 snaps. Jeff Kaplan got a ton of snaps. I yeah. think he led the defensive line in snaps last week. Uh, so to your point, uh, they're definitely getting a look at who else can, can contribute there. And, um, Willington Prevalon, um, uh, you know, as a guy, uh, you know, I didn't, he looked a little lighter than I expected out mm-hmm. there. We didn't get to see him in the preseason last year, uh, but he's actually listed as a defensive end. Um, so yeah, and I, I know that he had got, I was going to bring him up as well because he, uh, by all accounts had a solid week of practice so far this week. So, um, I think. That's this, we're not talking about top end you know, name talent here um, for the casual NFL fan. But um, I think those are the guys to definitely watch here this week, because one of those guys is going to have to emerge for sure um, as, as potentially being able to contribute. And then I think one of the, the, those three, four guys is going to have to emerge to lock down a roster spot. And then I think two of them are probably going to be cut. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's always going to be interesting what those rotations are and, than uh, who is able to uh, handle that number of snaps? To be fair, Dan, I think part of the wearing down—they really didn't have any guys that they were rotating in on the mm-hmm. defensive line. Most of those guys were just basically out there the whole game. So that's going to be—that's not something that they're normally going to be called to do. Uh, but obviously, you got to be able to to make the best of the opportunities when you have them. So, um, you know, I think we talked a bunch about the safeties earlier cornerback, Dane, what do you think this week? Are we going to see Kevin King out there? I mean, he's not a, a necessarily a lock to make this roster. I expect him to, but, you know, by all accounts, he's in a battle with Stokes for that starting position. He's got to get out on the field in the preseason at some point, doesn't he? If he's going to have any opportunity to actually make this a competition, it certainly seems like Stokes has a pretty big leg up. On Kevin King right now, to be quite honest with you, Uh, but you know, are we going to see Kevin King out there on Saturday?
1: I think we will. (laughs) I think. I think one of the knocks on Kevin over the years um, is and his ability to stay healthy and play well when he's injured. Um, I think that we saw a couple years ago when he's fully healthy, he can play really good football. Um, you know, last year I think is going to be ingrained in a lot of Packer fans minds for a very, very long time, particularly the NFC championship game. But you know, the, the, the good and the bad of the NFL is that, um, nothing lasts for very long in the NFL. Um, and you can use that to your advantage if you're Kevin King, because Packer fans will have a very short memory of what happened last season. If he comes out and performs pretty well this year. So. Um, I hope that Kevin is able to get out on the field. Wags, I think he's going to make this roster um, just based on, on the, the makeup of it. I think that the coaching staff feels more comfortable having he and Stokes, uh, Jair Alexander, and of course, Shannon Sullivan is kind of your top four. Um, frankly, so do I. I'm more comfortable with Kevin King on this roster than not on the roster, despite what, um, you know, I'm sure some people right now listening are spitting out their coffee or their soda. Uh, but I, I think that um, the, the defense will be better long-term if Kevin King's there. Um, I think if anything, the trade of Josh Jackson this week shows that the Packers are not settled at the back end of the roster. I think that um, uh, Shamar John Charles, uh, the fifth round pick that a lot of folks uh when drafted said oh he's get, he could be the he could be the star position right away uh you know with all due respect to him it's going to take time he's a fifth round pick he wasn't a first round pick and i think that he's going to be working to earn a roster spot Um, But I think that the Packers in this kind of all in atmosphere are really going to want to have guys that they, they, they know what they've got in them. They want to have veterans. They want to have guys that are mentally tough that can kind of get through some of the adversity of this position. This position, as much as any position on the field uh, can be spotlighted as times. And, and, you know, Kevin King um, to his credit is never really lashed out after a poor game. He's never seemed to have sulked. He's a guy that gets back up and gets back out on the field and keeps working his butt off. So, Weggs, I think he's going to earn a roster spot one way or another, uh, but I am hopeful that we can get a look at him. And that, honestly, if King is out there, it gives the Packers another guy on the outside that can play so you can move somebody like a Jair Alexander around, wherever the heck you want to. Or you can move a Stokes around, wherever you want to. Kevin King... Provides flexibility, um, you know that the Packers I think are desperately looking for and having tall, rangy guys on the outside to allow their stars to be stars.
0: Yeah, so okay, I don't disagree with you. I, I'm just trying to like stir up a little controversy for the sake of discussion <laughs> here. But uh, and maybe I am one of those uh, fans that still has an extreme bitter taste in my mouth from the <laughs> NFC Championship game. Uh, but let's be honest, you know. Look at a guy like KB on Ento. I thought outside of Eric Stokes and limited snaps was probably the most impressive cornerback out there on the field on Saturday. And uh, you would expect him to be one of those guys that's way down on the roster. Uh, But, you know, had an interception pass breakup was aggressive against the run. Uh, I, I thought he was acquitting himself extremely well out there. Uh, so, you know, then you've got Kadar Holman, who's been on the active roster the last two seasons. He looks like he's probably on the outside looking in at this point. Um, and then, you know, obviously the newcomer now we've got Isaac Yadam uh, to throw in the mix here. Um, so he's going to get a, a good evaluation. And look, we saw it from Josh Jackson last week playing and getting a long evaluation isn't always a good thing for a player. So I I think the point I was really trying to make with Kevin King is, do I expect him not to make this roster? Uh, No, I think he will be on this roster as well. However, uh, he's got to get healthy because if he can't even prove that he can be healthy out here right now in the preseason, if there's other guys that are out there that are proving that they can, you know, contribute uh, and step in availability Is important. And uh, not only has Kevin King underperformed at times, he's he's played really well at times, particularly two years ago. uh, But health has always been an issue for him. Um, So I think it's worth mentioning. Uh, Do I expect that he's going to get cut? Absolutely not. But um, if he can't even get out there and compete uh, in this preseason, uh, I don't know what to say. I, I'm not sure how many uh, more chances uh, you're going to get, um, despite the fact that you could look at him as being a you know, a pretty solid backup, uh, considering what some of the options usually are.
1: Yeah. Um, gut feeling, gut check after one preseason game. How many corners do you think the Packers keep?
0: I think... I think it might only be five, uh, okay. and just mostly because I think we've kept six in the past, but mostly because I think we're going to keep keep five safeties, and mm-hmm. that's not normally a group that we do that. So we might subtract from corner and add to safety um, just based on the performance that I'm seeing from guys on both of those groups. Uh, positional groups. Um, To me, uh, these safeties have have slightly outperformed, particularly when you're looking at some of those final spots. So uh, that would be my guess right now. Dane, what do you think?
1: You know, I'm I think I might be right there with you. And and partially because of the flexibility of the safety position, I think Savage could come down and, and maybe play some star play some of the other spots around the field and then, um, you know, in his game. So I mentioned earlier, he, he was on our podcast actually earlier this off season, and he played all over the field in college. And he's a guy that would have been a draft pick, but was injured a couple times. And, you know, due to COVID situation last year, just, I don't think got the look, but he's healthy and he's playing his backside off by all appearances. And he can play all around too. Packers like guys that can play kind of Hyde roll. i know it's been a number of years but i'll still bring up micah because as coach mccarthy famously would say he's just a football player i think Gaines is kind of just a football player and i think savage too although a great safety is a football player they can move these guys around a little bit flexibility with the packers
0: yeah dane really quickly because we're coming up on 45 minutes here so we don't got too much longer um I do want to touch on the outside linebacker group. Yeah. You know, clearly we've got three locks. I, I value your evaluation of outside linebackers and pass rushers. Uh, what what are you seeing uh, from this group? Once you get past those top three guys, uh, you know, we've got uh, Tipa Galai, um, Chauncey Rivers, who we just uh, brought in from the Ravens, uh, Jonathan Garvin. Uh, Spider, who was on on the 53 last year, as well as Delonte Scott, I think are the primary guys that are really battling uh, for probably that fourth and last spot. Um, So what are you seeing out of that group of guys and what are you expecting to see here this week?
1: The next couple preseason games are going to be so critical. I think, for whoever makes this roster uh, for that fourth outside linebacker spot. And I'll tell you, I do think the Packers only keep four outside linebackers to start the year with the expanded roster, practice squad roster. I think that um, they're going to stash a couple other guys on this practice squad. But when we're talking start the year, it's going to be the Smiths. It's somebody Um, who's really surprised me and partially because I just haven't had a chance to see him too much is Chauncey rivers today. Uh, second joint practice. He was all over field Wags Uh, sounds like he, he got to the quarterback for a sack, turned around, had a tackle for a loss. The next play has been disruptive on special teams. Um, you know, for a guy who just came into green Bay and the last few weeks claimed off of waivers from the Ravens, what a way to make an entrance, right? He's turning heads. He's turning Packer beat writer heads um, left and right, the last couple of weeks. I think that DeLante Scott has all the athleticism in the world. He's somebody that I'm rooting for. Played defensive line last season. Now back to that outside linebacker role that I think he's probably better cast. At, um, and, uh, you know, he had a ton of tackles in the second half of the last preseason game. I think he led the team in the second half in tackles. Uh, but then you look at somebody like Jonathan Garvin, who is super athletic, super long, still, if I'm not mistaken, Wags, he's 21. Right now, he's 21 years old, came to the league as a 20-year-old. So um, somebody that I think got a bad rap a little bit in Miami as somebody who wasn't a hard worker or didn't or took plays off or whatever you want to tag him with. And um, now he's been around the Smith brothers. He's around a professional organization. Can his skills translate in year two? He got opportunities last year at times to rush the passer. Um, didn't make too much of an impact and very limited uh, opportunity. Can that change this year, especially take practice out, Wags? And let's talk about active football games. That's why these next few games are going to be so important to him. And finally, Tipa Nleai, uh, somebody who, uh, again, practice squad holdover, somebody who uh, you know is learning his craft at the NFL level, is turning some heads as well. I really think right now it's a total toss-up of which one of these four guys is going to make the roster. I think that the Packers like a little bit about all of these guys, but who's going to be able to shine, particularly when the bullets are flying and the preseason snaps are happening. So I think that the jury's still out. Um, I really do. Um, They're going to like the athleticism that all of them bring. They're going to like the flexibility. that Go on tape, more consistency, I think. Uh, and, And whoever's able to do that, um, with the most fluidity, is going to be the guy that sticks. I just don't know who that's going to be yet.
0: Yeah, so we will definitely see. So I, that's all really good stuff, Dane. Um, so we said this week we were going to do offensive and defensive X factors. I know it's the preseason. I get it, folks. But uh, what, what we're – Looking at it this way, who has the most and stands to gain the most from making an impact out on the field this week? So we're not talking about guys that may play a lot uh, on Saturday. It's about who could – you know, make a move, uh, perhaps into pushing for a starting role, uh, who could make a move and solidify their, their spot on this roster, uh, based on their performance this week. So Dane, I'll let you lead off. Who do you have as an X factor on the offensive side of the ball?
1: And Wags and I have not talked about who we're going to pick ahead of time, by the way. So we'll see what, how this goes, um, on the offensive side, it's Royce Newman at the guard position, interior offensive line. Um, They're giving him a very long look over the last couple days. And um, due to his flexibility, due to his draft status, uh, due to the fact that he didn't get that look, start with the other guy now is getting an extended look. Wags, he has a chance with a really good football game on Saturday to now be the odds on favorite to be starting guard for the Green Bay Packers as a rookie in a very competitive position group. So uh, I I can't think of anybody more than Royce Newman. And they're playing him on the left guard. They played him at the right guard. They're playing him on both sides. Clearly, they want to see if he can prove his worth and prove a roster spot and ultimately a starting spot on this offensive line.
0: Yeah, so I guess we'll measure that with, you know, pancake blocks and uh running holes created uh based on our his uh, uh x-factorness on Saturday. I like that pick. Normally we don't go a uh, a non uh you know uh uh uh, mostly usually we're, we're looking at skill position guys but dan i respect your selection there <laughs> i'm actually gonna go with uh patrick taylor running back right now mm. i think kylan hill clearly has uh, a number three spot locked up but i think patrick taylor maybe didn't get as as much of a look uh he got carries as the second or third running back technical since aj dylan was in a couple of series on saturday um so for him for him it's Right now, probably not going to be able to supplant uh, Kyle and Hill as a third guy. So for him, it's more showing that the Packers need to carry four running backs. Um, so I, I think he's going to get a lot of work on Saturday. Um, he, he was back there as a kick returner. The kicks that he fielded, we uh, were right before the half so he took a knee give the Packers some time to offense to get out there and run some plays um, and a couple went through the end zone so we really didn't have an opportunity there uh, and then uh, I, as a carrier um, he missed a, a, a key block I think uh, on one of those third downs uh, so that's going to be something he's going to have to clean up uh, but I think he's going to get a few more carries this week and I think those guys up front are going to be extremely motivated to open up some holes and get this running game going so um, for for me, it's it's less about can he overtake Kylan Hill, which is, it doesn't seem mm-hmm. totally likely at this point, as much as it is, hey, we should be caring for a running back, and uh, is Patrick Taylor a guy that is deserving of making this 53-man roster? Um, so, Dane, defensively, There's one guy. I only put one, so I'm just going to jump in because I don't think we have the same guy, but just just in case you, you stole mine, I wouldn't have anyone left. I'm going with Vernon Scott. Again, based on what he did last week, if he is able to make back-to-back performances at that level, uh, I think he's going to give this coaching staff a lot to think about. I think he's clearly on the roster right now. So I'm talking about that guy that is maybe pushing to be out on the field an awful lot Uh, in some of even uh, maybe our base looks. um, uh, He's not going to be starting over either Adrian Amos or Darnell Savage. Uh, But uh, if, Savage, again, we're to move into that star role. Um, I think that uh, Vernon Scott's right there uh, proving that he's someone that is deserving and more than capable of being out there on the field uh, for quite a few snaps on defense. So, um, you know, consistency is going to be the key can he build on the success that he had last week uh, and make another impact performance? I think he's going to be clearly motivated to do that, and I'm going to be excited to see what he if he's able to um, uh, make that back to back. Because um, when you get start getting contributions from guys that are pushing and maybe not in those key starting roles, mm-hmm. um, that's going to make this defense that much better. So I'm excited to see what we can get from Vernon Scott again this week.
1: That's a good pick and it's a toss up for me at the inside linebacker position. Um, I could go three ways, to be honest. I could go with Ty Summers, Oren Burks, or Kamal Martin. Uh, I'm going to go with Kamal Martin though. Um, he's somebody that there was a chance uh, late last year, we were talking, could he and Chris Barnes be the two starting inside linebackers for the Packers going into the season? I'm not sure what's happened, but... Um, He's not out there, you know, in the, the the same packages. I don't know if it's the the coaching change um, with with Coach Barry, who you know is kind of an inside linebacker guru, uh, in addition to being a defensive coordinator. But um, the fact that they moved him outside, he's dealing with injuries. Is he inside now? Um, can he make a mark on special teams? Uh, I want to see Kamal Martin get a, a chance. I want to see Kamal Martin force the Packers' hand to carry five uh inside linebackers or five outside linebackers or whatever you want to call them because I think the skill set's their wags. He was a uh, what, a fourth or a fifth round pick out of Minnesota last year. Um He would slice and dice through uh, offensive lines when he had a chance. Last year, he was very aggressive, at times overly aggressive, uh, maybe uh, overrunning the coverage a little bit. But he's a guy who plays fast. He's a guy who plays downhill. Generally, there's a spot for guys like that on a roster. So the fact that they've been trying to move around with him a little bit Uh, surprises me. I think that if he could kind of play a hybrid role of both of those spots, there is a chance that he sticks, but he's going to have to show up, I think, in these preseason games. And right now I haven't really seen his name. I'm not seeing it coming out of camp and and I want to pull for him. I want to see Kamal Martin show up. Uh, So I'm going to be keeping an eye looking out for number 54 wags and and hoping that he's out there and we can get a a good look at him this, uh, this Saturday.
0: All right. Wonderful. So thanks for that. Um, and folks, thank you so much for joining us. I think we're going to wrap up here. Uh, we went a little bit long as we're apt to do. Uh, so, uh, please, uh, share us. Uh, and uh, join us again Uh, we will be doing uh, pods uh, recap uh, will be available for you on Mondays or Tuesdays if we play a Monday night game uh, all throughout the season and then we'll be be doing uh, previews every week should be out on Thursday nights or Friday morning Uh, so that's when you can be watching for us we're going to be doing Instagram lives right after games Um, so we're going to have content for you all throughout the season Um, so again uh, the Podcast wherever you get your podcast, you can listen to us. Um, and uh, I think we'll do some. This was funding, uh, yeah. so we'll try to do some more live streams of, of our, our podcast as well. Um, uh, thanks for all of you that popped in here and there, for those of you that joined us for uh, most of the show. Uh, thank you so much. Um, and uh, you know, Tim O'Connell, thanks, buddy. Go pack, go. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, so uh, anyway, folks. Thanks so much for listening along. Dane, anything else that you
1: have before we sign off here? And uh, we'll be watching on Saturday night with a lot of you. So, Wags, say it with me Go, Pack go. Go, Pack go.